Natural Podcast, where we bring awareness for sustainable health in the business hustle space. Natural Podcast is perfect for the high-performing business-minded individuals who want to work with their biochemistry to achieve success and optimal health. It's Friday, which means it's time for French sharing facts about health, business, and overall success. In today's episode, we talk to sibling duo, Jonathan and Lorena Patar. Katsuki. I pr- hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> Jonathan is a leader in the food and beverage wellness industry. He's the founder and CEO of Down to Earth, a healthy bottled iced tea and wellness lifestyle brand, loyal and organic sugar-free sweetened brand, and is the co-host of Down to Earth podcast. Lorena is a broad certified naturopathic doctor and is the co-founder and chief marketing officer of Down to Earth and Loyal. Lorena is also the co-host of Down to Earth podcast. And I believe your hobbies are fitness, animals, and nature and traveling. Is that right? That is a hundred percent right. Beautiful. So where was the last time you guys have been out in the nature? Oh, well, we're currently in Miami and it's been beautiful here. So we're right near the beach. So we try to go to the beach pretty much every single day, even just for like a little swim and walk on the beach to ground ourselves a little bit. So- and I was in Sedona, Arizona. I live in Arizona. So I was, I went hiking in Sedona about a week ago. Lots of nature. (laughs) That's absolutely beautiful. That's brilliant. Yeah, we've got lots of nature here in Australia too. I don't know. Have you guys been down here before? Yeah, and it's actually been a dream of ours to go down to Australia. We just haven't been able to yet, but hopefully in the near future. Yeah, yeah, because your your company is called um, Down to Earth and Australia is known as Down Under. So you guys have to come. (laughs) Yes, 100%. Yeah, (laughs) now you reminded us to to put it on our bucket list for later this year. I love it. Beautiful. So look, let's get to know you guys um, a little bit more and uh, what has led you to, you know, open up your own brand um, to do what you do now. So what have been the key turning points if um, uh, to the journey to where you are today as individuals and as a sibling duo? Definitely. Well, my sister and I both grew up in a very holistic household. Uh, This was like 20 plus years ago. So the world wasn't where it is today. Now health and wellness is more accessible. There's so much more information out there. Uh, But my mom, who grew up in an Eastern European household, uh, was raised also very naturally, holistically, trying to heal things through herbs and natural remedies. And so we were pretty much raised the same way. And we would always spend time as a family trying to make our favorite foods and beverages, but in a healthier, better for you manner. And that was something that stayed with us throughout our lives, um, specifically with beverages, you know, rather than buying some of the more generic drinks that had lots of sugar and chemicals, we would instead spend time as a family making different herbal teas and concoctions. And we would bottle them and bring them with us everywhere. And when my sister and I were very young, uh, we of course were teased over this in school. Um, and then as we got older, that teasing turned into curiosity. Um, and we sort of became like the health and wellness go-to people for our friends and for family members and eventually, you know, professors, teachers, work associates. And that sort of just became where we found that we could best serve society. Um, and I was always really frustrated when I would go to a grocery store and see just a mismarketing of product, you know, consumers, you know, go into a store mostly innocently, just trying to, to buy what they want to enjoy taste-wise and sometimes even health-wise. Uh, products are mismarketed and there's so many harmful additives and ingredients that are allowed to be included in products that most consumers aren't educated on. And so I was really inspired and my sister was inspired as well to try to create food and beverage products that consumers could trust, enjoy taste-wise, benefit from when it, you know, it comes to their health and their wellness, and to really help educate 
consumers about the importance and the power of natural hydration and consumption. I love that. I absolutely love that. And and I would have loved going to your family parties and family do's. I mean, if you were making these things, because <laughs> um, yeah, myself, even growing up, my mom was always like water, water, water. And, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, what about something a bit more, you know, interesting, a bit more fun, you know? Um, and yeah, soft drinks were not part of like, I remember as a kid, the only time soft drinks were bought was on birthdays and that's it. Um, so you look forward to 12 months, you look forward to another soft drink. <laughs> Exactly. I know we could totally relate because when we would go to friends' houses, you know, we would see them having sodas and things that we just never had at home. And when you're young, you know, you almost wonder like, why don't we have these things? And they do. And years later now, we're so appreciative that we were raised the way that we are and that those habits stayed with us and inspired us. A hundred percent. Now you're like, mom and dad, thank you so much for not feeding me that crap. (laughs) Um, so look here on the health on, on the natural health podcast, talk a lot about health and um, success, optimal health and optimal success. And I mean, it, it would have changed throughout the years in your life. So what, what does that look like for you guys right now? What does natural, what does success look like for you and also health, optimal health? Yeah. So I think, you know, health, optimal health is part of success. I think obviously everyone defines success differently, but if we look right now, especially after or during a global pandemic, you can be as successful as you are, you know, monetarily, but if you don't have your health, you really have nothing. So for me, success is doing what I love with the people I love. Um, and when it comes to health, I mean, yes, obviously physically you want to be healthy, but I think also emotionally and mentally and spiritually, I think, you know, we're a whole being. And I think that you can't address one without addressing the other. So for me, it's most importantly being with the people I love feeling healthy mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and of course, physically. Yeah. And I I would agree with everything you said. And I would just add in also just living a life with purpose. I think that, you know, we're all born with a really big purpose. A lot of times we don't even realize how significant our life could be and our impact could be. Um, And we sort of self-sabotage and limit ourselves. Um, But, you know, my goal and my dream and my true idea of success is to really live my life with purpose and maximize the most of my potential and figure out how to apply that potential to be the best use to society as possible. Yeah. Wow. That, that's absolutely amazing. I love that. I love that we're holistic and I love having a purpose. And I guess once we figure out what that purpose is and we live healthily, holistically, we're unstoppable, right? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's talk about today's topic. I'm so interested to have you guys here and talk about this topic because um, look, uh, the hidden dangerous ingredients in your drinks, right? We're going to be talking about that. And here in Australia, um, I'm just going to read some statistics that I found. It's four out of five most popular drinks here in Australia are cola flavored. And three of those are Coca-Cola brands. Um, 19% of Australians um, in an average seven days consume Coca-Cola. 8% consume zero, Coke zero. The other ones, um, 5% consume Diet Coke. And then there's Shreps Lemonade at 4%. And this is just in a seven-day um, timeline. So as we can see, and also the other ones drank were Pepsi Max, drunk by 7% of the population in a given seven days. So these are statistics from 2015. And I mean, they would have gone up a lot more, and especially with everything that's been happening a lot of people being more addicted to soft drinks and so forth. So where is the trend going and and what does this mean for our health? I know I've just bombarded you with this question straightforward, but um, let's let's break the ice and let's talk about it. What is the trend of these drinks going and, and what does it mean for our health? Yeah, well, I mean, the beverage industry has been very challenging when it comes to consumers' health for decades. 
uh, you know, there's so many hidden ingredients. I mean, in the United States, there's so much leniency when it comes to marketing of products and leaving out certain ingredients from ingredient labels. And, um, you know, certain products that are produced globally have a lot more leeway in the United States than they do in even other countries. I'm not sure how it is in Australia, but the issue is, is that, you know, a lot of times consumers will go into a store and they'll buy a product based on just the first three seconds of what they see on the front. Um, and a lot of brands will just show a photo of a fruit or a natural ingredient and people just won't turn the bottle and turn the label and do their own research. And if they do and they see a really long ingredient um, that they're not familiar with, oftentimes consumers will just accept it and not take that extra step to go and to Google it and read about it. And I understand that, you know, we're all busy, we're all living busy lives and we have different priorities. So we don't always have the time to do that. And it would be great if we have people in our world, such as ourselves, that are willing to do that work for others. But there's so many hidden ingredients in, in beverage products as well as in food products. And a big trend over the last five, 10 years has been this push towards better for you products. And you know, you have these, these beverage makers and these food makers trying to make um, you know, some of the more mainstream products that are very popular in a healthier, better for you way. Um, and, you know, following trends of certain ingredients and certain things that are picking up steam. Uh, but the issue even then is that better for you doesn't mean good for you. Uh, just because something might be a slightly elevated version of, of a long-term existing product that, you know, is fully complete uh, of really harmful additives and ingredients doesn't mean that the product is safe um, or beneficial. And so 100%. the issue is that, you know, there's a lot of marketing towards going for better for you products. Um, and within that, a lot of other ingredients and products sort of slip through the cracks and are approved as being healthy and popular and widely consumed, uh, but they're extremely damaging as well. And I yeah. think the intent of the consumers, especially with the more natural, you know, with, we're looking at the trend right now, I think the intent is there for the consumers, but I don't think that we're properly being educated on ingredients that we should be looking for. And I think that marketing especially right now is just so strong especially with even just with social media alone that i think a lot of consumers aren't even realizing what they're putting into their bodies yeah and it's worse with social media because you have a lot of people who have a following you know whether i mean we all have some sort of following you know even if it's not tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of people everyone has some sort of impact and when you have you know people constantly posting things, sometimes for the wrong reasons, just because they're getting paid, uh, that creates an even bigger problem because, you know, consumers will go to these individuals and trust them and then just follow their guidance, but they're led down the wrong path. And unfortunately, their health has to pay for that. Yeah. So not only are we getting brainwashed, not brainwashed, I say brainwashed, greenwashed. I think it's called yeah. greenwashing. Not only are we getting greenwashed when we're going to the shops, we're also getting greenwashed when we're opening up our phone and looking at our Instagram feed, our Facebook feed, our YouTube and so forth um, by these people promoting things that aren't so healthy for us. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And I think something that we have to really study as a society is that you know, over the last 10 years, people are spending more on their health and wellness and fitness than ever before, yet all the major diseases continue to rise. Mm. Um, so just because we're spending more doesn't mean we're spending on the right things. And as a result, you know, this, this goal of just society and the world as a whole becoming healthier, living longer, living fuller lives isn't getting accomplished because we're spending money on the wrong things and we're being mismarketed to. Um, and that's a big, big problem for us. 
Mm. So can you explain a little bit more about better for you? What did you mean by that for individuals that are listening and are like, I don't, I'm not understanding what that means. What does that mean in regards to armed beverage? Yeah, so in the United States, this term has become very, very popular. And so what we see a big push for are, um, you know, beverage makers, food makers, snack makers trying to create just, you know, traditional staples in our diets and routines, um, but in a better for you way. So they might cut back on the carbs, they might cut back on the sugar, um, they might try to lessen the amount of ingredients in the product and market it as healthier. Um, so there are certain attributes of it that make it, you know, for instance, like you mentioned, Coca-Cola. So uh, there's a lot of sparkling drink brands that are coming out and they're focusing on sort of cutting back on some of the things that, that Coca-Cola has in them that are negative. Um, and they're able to market these differences and try to get some sort of market share. Um, however, oftentimes, those products might be better for you than, you know, a Coca-Cola or, you know, these chip brands that are better for you might be better than Lay's potato chips, uh, but they still do contain harmful additives, harmful ingredients, harmful replacement ingredients for the things that were originally found and these other brands. Um, they're just better for you um, on the mm. nutritional profile. Um, and that's what we see a lot of. But it even goes back to a lot of food trends too. Like for example, gluten-free. People associate gluten-free with health when yes, if you have a gluten intolerance, you shouldn't be eating gluten, so it is better for you. But if you look at the back of like gluten-free Oreos or whatever it is, the the added ingredients that they have aren't healthy. You know, same with vegan. Sure, if you're vegan, these vegan meat products can be great, but if not, the ingredients are, are garbage. So I think that we're associating certain terms with health when they're really not. Exactly, 100%. and I think that big problem is that, you know, we've become a very big trend-based world. I think a big part of that comes from social media. Things will become trends, they'll be relevant for a few years and people will just jump on the bandwagon, even keto. You know, we see keto has become so prevalent and I'm not saying that keto doesn't work for anyone or that it's a negative way to live your lifestyle, but people aren't individualizing their own needs and their own health. And they're just following something because it's become popular. Um, and if that isn't something that works for their, their makeup and their body, they're actually harming their health. So um, I think a big thing that we need more of is this individual focus on, on health, on diet, on nutrition, so that you could be your own best health advocate. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with you. And it's interesting when these companies are doing a better for you. So they're actually saying that their first product is not good for you when you actually think about it, isn't it? So it's kind of like, hmm, like, what are you doing? It's, it's interesting because they, you know, they're shooting themselves in the foot, like we say here, because it's kind of like, well, the first product wasn't good anyway. Now you're saying there's something better for you. How come this is better? Are you saying that past product wasn't good for me? Why? You know, but you know, we need and to- And most people aren't even questioning that. That's what's even scarier, right? Yeah. They're still putting trust in these, you know, this industry that's making money off of them, you know, eating these or drinking these products that weren't good in the first place. Yeah, they were counting on people just being uneducated and, you know, almost counting on consumers as being stupid, hoping that they won't notice these things. And then when they noticed it, they're like, oh, well, this is a slightly better version, hoping that that'll buy them another 10 to 20 years. You know, like Gatorade came out with Organic Gatorade. The ingredients are pretty much the same, except they're organic, uh, which can actually make it better, just mm. better for you than their original product, but still not good for you. So you're 100% right when that really does go to show that the intent of a lot of these companies is not positive. Yeah. And like here we have our major shops, we've got an aisle and it's like, it called, it's called the healthy food aisle. And I'm like, okay, if yeah, that's, that's the healthy food aisle, what's everything else? <laughs> 
That's a good point. You know, that, that's that's what I question. And um, yeah, it's interesting. But you guys were talking about some hidden ingredients. Um, so are you able to educate us, um, myself and the audience, on some hidden ingredients in other beverages that can actually, that are unhealthy and can potentially make other individuals um, sick in a sense? Definitely. I can start with one. So one that I think a lot of people get confused by is natural flavors. You often see, you know, products will use that as a marketing tactic to say, oh, it's made with natural flavors, because again, we think natural means health, but actually natural flavors is the way for companies to basically hide all the artificial flavor, artificial flavors they're using in the product. And you can have upwards of, I believe, 30 ingredients, right? Uh, 50 to 100. 50 to 100 just listed as natural flavors. So you don't even know as a consumer what you're putting into your body. And only 10% has to be naturally derived. So not even natural, just naturally derived for it to be classified as a natural flavor, which is wild. That's absolutely crazy. And yeah. I remember looking into that here in Australia and um, on, um, yeah, natural flavors, there's some crazy stuff that can be named under there. And specifically some individuals who are, for example, MSG intolerant, they get headaches when they have MSG and so forth. Natural flavors, they can put MSG in that, you know? Um, and some individuals yeah. are just getting headaches and not feeling well. They're like, what is it? Like, this is pretty healthy. Like it's organic chips and it's got, you know, uh, potato, salt, all organic. And then it's got natural flavors. It's like, what is that? That's the question. But we don't know, yeah, do you? Unless you contact the company, yeah. right? How do you know? You, you can contact the yeah. company and oftentimes they won't even answer and be transparent about it. And uh, a lot of times consumers just accept it. There's companies who even market on the front of the label made with natural flavors because it's become such a marketing ploy that a lot of consumers assume, oh, well, natural flavors is better than artificial flavors. This is great. Yet they're actually still consuming things that are full of chemicals. That, that just blows my mind. And I don't think... I don't think it's fair for an individual who's putting money into a product um, to be um, lied to, but they'll say, we're not lying to you. We're just hiding the truth. But to me, hiding the truth is lying. So therefore, if someone's putting money into that company, they should know what's in it, right? You should be able to know what's in your food because you want to take control of your health. And because you want to take control of your health, you kind of want to know what's going in your food and you want to be able to make that decision, right? 100%. Absolutely. And that's, you, you know, I encourage everyone to reach out to these companies. And if they're not answering you, these people in business is by buying their products. So if they're not answering you, another company will, and especially one that's being transparent with you and has the same interest that you have in your health. Yeah, we vote with our dollars every single day and people don't realize how powerful just one person's consumer spending could be. Like we all assume like, oh, it's just me, you know, can I really make that big of an impact? But if everyone thinks that way, will never have an impact. So you want to be really conscious and mindful of who you support and how you spend your money. Yeah, no, I absolutely love that. Um, is there any other products in regards to, so someone looks at a uh, beverage in there or even, you know, food, if they're looking at it and they go, okay, turn around. Okay, it's got natural flavors, alarm bell, alarm bell, everyone, ding, 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 ding. What is it? Either contact the company or put it back until you figure out what's in it. Um, what, what other ingredients would someone need to be wary of? Yes, yeah, so citric acid is a very big one as well. It's in, found in pretty much every product that I ever pick up and look at. And um, a lot of consumers assume that citric acid just comes from lemons, uh, which is not the case because for brands that use pure lemon juice, they list it as that. Uh, we use pure organic lemon juice in several of our beverages and it's listed as organic lemon juice. Um, and the challenge with citric acid is that you don't know the source of it. And oftentimes it's sourced from black mold. 
So you mentioned that sometimes your friends will consume something and then get a headache or feel off and they don't know where that comes from. A lot of times it's citric acid. And what's interesting is, is a big percentage of people have an adverse reaction to citric acid, some sort of allergy and intolerance to it because of the potential mold content. So that's a very big ingredient and a very common ingredient in almost every beverage product that we have to be very wary of. Same with malic acid. Anything with an acid after is something you want to be careful with. If someone is using an actual fruit, they're going to list that fruit. You know, if the brand is spending the money to put in a wholesome ingredient, believe me, they will advertise that and put the actual ingredient. But if you see any sort of derived acid, uh, your antenna should definitely go up and you want to be very, very careful. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, we know how toxic mold is uh, being exposed to, yet alone consuming it. Like, I can't imagine someone going freely and being like, oh, yes, um, I'll just have a bit of mold in that water or in that sparkling drink. I mean, no one would say that, would they? <laughs> exactly. You, Yeah, you can't believe, like, the stuff that's actually in there and then the wording that they use. People, you don't question it, you know? That's what's really unfortunate. It is. And then another really big ingredient to watch out for is any sort of added coloring. So what's very common with beverages is because brands don't use real ingredients, uh, what they use is like these, these powders, artificial powders that they mix in water. Um, and it comes out as an almost clear or unattractive color. So what they do is they add coloring. So like specifically with tea, most of the mainstream iced tea makers, you know, these multi-billion dollar companies in the United States use caramel coloring. Uh, which is actually carcinogenic. It's been labeled as a carcinogen, um, but they add that so that the tea looks like real tea, uh, even though it's not. Uh, you know, red coloring is another problem. It's found in a lot of kids' cereals. Um, and most mainstream beverage products do use some sort of coloring. So uh, if you really think about it, you're picking up a drink that, you know, you think is natural, that's going to quench your thirst and hopefully add some sort of benefit. And we have mold in there. We have carcinogenic colorings. Uh, we have unidentified artificial flavorings, um, really dangerous artificial sweeteners such as aspartame. Um, and, you know, now they put sweeteners under all different names and classifications, which uh, could also, you know, really negatively impact the digestive system. So there's a lot of challenging hidden ingredients that consumers should be very wary of. And actually speaking to that with the aspartame, a lot of these diet drinks like mm -hmm. diet sodas and all of that, a lot of people have the intent of having less sugar or, you know, having the food not be as fattening and a little bit better for their health. But a lot of these sweeteners that they're using are actually still increasing their, their glucose spike. So the people are, I mean, if you think about it, people are still drinking diet soda, but obesity is still a huge epidemic, right? So it's still, not only is it increasing their blood sugar, but it's increasing their cravings as well mm -hmm. for other foods. So you have to look out for that as well. So even though it's diet or if it says zero calories, look at the label and see what, you know, why it is labeled as such. Yeah. I remember reading a study. I'm not too sure what it was that it was on point with aspartame. Like, yes, these individuals would drink these diet drinks, but then what would happen is they would crave and they'll eat more hot chips. They would eat more lollies. They would eat more bigger meals calorie wise as their lunches and dinners. Yes. Okay. They were having that, you know, Coke zero diet Coke or whatever diet drinks, but then after the food that they actually took in was a lot more calorie dense and a lot more, um, it was, it wasn't good for them. It was a lot more processed. So yes, you are helping 
happening there out, but what's happening inside in your neurotransmitters and your brain, it's sending out going, go get that food, go get that high calorie dense food. So yes, obesity is still rising, even though you're still having that diet drink. And, and it just blows my mind how uh, marketing has taken over so much that there are individuals still out there. Um, and, and it's not no, no fault of their own that they still believe that these are drinks that are good for them. Yeah, there are. I mean, I see it every day. I spend a lot of my time in grocery stores, obviously, since launching our businesses. And you'll be amazed. And, you know, even in very affluent communities where people do have, you know, the access to information and access to education, you still see a lot of these products that, you know, are from like decades past and haven't updated anything in their ingredients still being consumed. And it really does boggle my mind. I think that- Well, they're addicting. They're made to be addicting. Yeah, they're definitely addicting. And I think a lot of people assume that they're invincible until they're not. And that, oh, it's just a drink. You know, it's not really gonna change anything. Yet it does, you know, it, it definitely, you know, adds drops into that bucket, which could lead to degenerative diseases and really poor lifestyle. And I think you said the right word there. It's just a drink. But like you said earlier, it's just a drink filled with mold, filled with artificial colors, flavorings, um, carcinogenic, and it's just a drink. So imagine all the food that you're eating that may be adding onto the load, all the chemicals that you're being exposed to that add to the load, and so many other things. And it's like, well, if you can change just that drink, why wouldn't you for it to be healthier, you know? That's what we always talk about. Like nowadays, yeah. everything that the world has become even if you're the most conscious consumer, even if you detox, even if you live a healthy lifestyle, you start off every day pretty much at a negative, you know, with technology, with 5G, with environmental toxins, toxins in the water, you're already starting out at a negative. And one of the really few things that we can control is what we drink, what we eat, you know, how we consume. Most of us. Well, most, yeah. yeah. And so that should be something that we're very protective over and really mindful of because it's, it's simple, it's in our hands. Yeah, no, I love that. Like you said, we wake up, like, especially if we can even go into so much detail, your mattress may be toxic, your pillow may be toxic, the carpet that you're in, just your bedroom. Okay. Is, okay. Yeah, <laughs> your bedroom is filled with toxins that you're sleeping in. Um, and unless you do things, you know, and then, and then you wake up and you're like, okay, am I minus? Am I plus? Like, and then you, like you said, yes, you, most people have control and food. <laughs> and they're saying hello. I'm surprised my dog's not barking. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. All good. Um, yeah. So it's interesting that you do start like that. Um, and then we can hopefully control things like, you know, our beverages and our food. So are you able to tell us, um, so what are some, can you tell us a little bit about the ingredients that you choose in your drinks um, and why? I mean, it would have been like a bit of a challenge, like researching, are we going to get this ingredient? Because you got this ingredient, it's like, where does it come from? Who grows it? Like the whole line you have to look through. So tell us a little bit about us, you guys choosing the ingredients. So for our drinks, they're really functional beverages, right? So we have five different SKUs and each one is meant to serve a function to really optimize your health. So I, like you mentioned earlier, am a naturopathic physician. So a lot of my studies involved a lot of like the botanical herbs and my mom growing up, she knew a lot about these herbs as well. So we really put ingredients together that would serve a purpose. So for example, one of our drinks that I'm looking at right now are liquid gold. So that has turmeric, ginger, black pepper, organic lemon juice, cayenne. Am I missing anything? That's it. Simple ingredients. So we really, yeah, that's really it. And filtered water. So we really look at, does this ingredient need to be there to serve a function? And that's really pretty much it. Yeah. 
that's that's how we base it on and then you know on top of it we use no natural flavors we use no preservatives no citric acid or malic acid uh no colorings uh so really few simple ingredients nothing that you have to google and the cool thing for us and something that we always really wanted to be able to create is a product that is recognizable it's an iced tea but that delivers superfoods that you wouldn't necessarily know are in there um that you wouldn't have to go out and search for it's just in this liquid that you know you would drink just as you would a water or you know one of those more harmful iced teas but yet you're getting this daily boost of these wonderful superfoods that are super nutrient rich I love that. That's absolutely amazing. And like you said, you're just quenching that thirst, but yet you're also, you know, having anti-inflammatory effects. You're having, um, uh, like with the the turmeric, the gold, uh, the um, the gold drink that you said. That that's absolutely amazing. Is there any other ones um, that you want to share with us in regards to in ingredients and what you've done with it? Absolutely. Sure. We can give a breakdown of each flavor. We could start with one of your favorites if you want to go for the longevity. Yeah. <laughs> I like that longevity. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. So in my opinion, it's like an apple cider, which is what a lot of people say as well. So that has chaga mushroom, which if if you have to Google any of our ingredients, it's probably chaga, which you'll only find great things or ashwagandha. So the longevity has cinnamon, organic apples, um, lemon juice, chaga mushroom, and organic monk fruit. And organic monk fruit. Pure organic monk fruit. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah, and chaga has great benefits for the immune system, one of the strongest antioxidants in the world. And it's not something that most people would assume would go in a beverage, like, hey, I'm going to drink a mushroom. But again, the nice thing, like my sister mentioned, is that it tastes like an apple cider, apple pie. So even for like the more just, you know, taste-wise consumer looking for like a nice treat, they think they're drinking an apple pie type drink, but they're getting chaga mushroom in there, uh, which goes back to our mission. We also have a really nice flavor, which we call Tranquility. It's lavender, ashwagandha, and chamomile. So that's great anytime you want to unwind, relax. It helps with sleep, with adrenal health. It's great for muscle recovery. Um, that's one of my pre-bed drinks. I, have yeah, I was going to say, having an Eastern European mom, chamomile would have is the drink because i come from an eastern yeah. european family too and we grew up on chamomile chamomile as soon as you're born they put chamomile in you <laughs> yeah. absolutely love chamomile it goes so well in that beverage so that's another great flavor uh, we have our revival super tea which has hibiscus ginger and rose hips hibiscus is a great ingredient for circulation it's been shown to have benefits for regulating blood pressure it's also diuretic so it's really cleansing rose hips are one of the best natural sources of vitamin c which is really important you know i'd say now more than ever uh even though you know it's always something we want to get more of um and then ginger which of course is a really strong anti-inflammatory great for digestion as well and then we have our energy super yep. tea which is green tea lemongrass and peppermint so really great for digestion really crisp nice flavor great for those who don't like coffee or those who do I'm personally a coffee drinker, so I love to have energy kind of in the afternoon when you don't want to reach for that second cup of coffee. So that's another one of my favorites. Yeah. And those are our SKUs. And I mean, our whole mission, people always wonder like, why down to earth? Like, what does the brand mean? And there are several meanings to it, like in our brand ethos, but our mission was to always provide consumers with the nourishing and healing properties of the earth in its most natural state. And what we found is that over time, as a society, we've shifted away from, from natural, we've shifted away from the earth. You know, we have products that try to mimic nature, but in, you know, an extremely processed chemical altered way, uh, you know, we have pharmaceuticals left and right. 
And we've sort of just lost touch with nature. And so our mission is through our product and through our wellness lifestyle brand, we're able to remind people the importance of really connecting with the earth and just going back down to earth and, and learning from the past, learning from our roots and incorporating it into our modern lifestyles. I love that. I absolutely love that. And, you know, like, you know, mother nature has all the answers to us and you guys just put them in a bottle and you made it easy because sometimes some people, I tell some people, you know, make a bit of a chamomile before bed and they're like, oh, it takes time because you have to boil the water and they've got kids running around and then they have to make the tea and they have to wait for it and they forget in the morning. They're like, oh, I left my chamomile tea. I was meant to drink that last night. So it's just so easy that if, you know, if it's already made for you and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then they go because we've, we, we live in this society that's just go, go, go. We live in a society where, you know, um, we want to be close to nature, but unfortunately, some people's jobs, some people's family lives and so forth doesn't allow us to take that time out and do that. So so there's it's, it's amazing that there are people like you guys out there that are helping us get closer to nature, even though in our busy lifestyle um, and something as simple as doing it through a drink and not having to pop supplements, not having to, you know, make these fancy foods that have, you know, a bit of this herb, that herb in there. Um, and it's just you know, hydrating yourself. I absolutely love that. Thank you. And yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, convenience is key. You know, we all live really busy lifestyles and, you know, something that might sound simple, like making, you know, a morning bowl of oatmeal or making a tea becomes a big task. You know, if you have kids at home or a business to run or you're running late to work and a big reason why people aren't able to stick to long-term healthy habits is because of, you know, a lack of consistency. You know, if something requires too much time and effort, it starts to sort of just become a chore and not something that you enjoy. But if you just have, you know, health and wellness in a more accessible form, uh, it makes it a lot easier to become a part of a long-term wellness lifestyle. Yeah, 100%. So you guys mentioned filtered water, right? And I always blab on about, like, I'm a coffee drinker. I love my coffee. And I say coffee is toxic, right? Most people have coffees in the morning and it's filled with toxins, not uh, toxins because they're not using filtered water, one, two, coffee is filled with mold if it's not organic and if it's not, um, you know, looked after and things like that. And then three also depends what milk you're using. So you could actually be drinking like hardcore toxins, right? So I, I always blab it on filtered water, filtered water. So you guys chose filtered water. Um, what What's the benefit of it? If you could just run us through, like, why did you choose filtered water instead of just any water, which I guess most companies do. Most companies don't even mention that they have filtered water in their drinks. I think if people knew what was in their water, they probably would never even use it to brush their teeth, yeah. <laughs> let alone drink it, especially every day. Like you said, you have your coffee every day, right? That's something you're, you're filling up that bucket that eventually with all the other toxins overflows. So we can discuss what's in some waters, but yeah, for sure. Start and, yeah. yeah. We have a, a wonderful filtration system that we use, you know, with our products, you know, as well as at home, you know, in our shower and everywhere that we access water because Water has been shown to have lots of harmful chemicals in it. Uh, first and foremost, we could start with fluoride, uh, which has been in our mainstream drinking water for, for many, many years now. And fluoride has many negative health attributes. One of them is that it clouds our pineal gland, which affects our intuition. Um, and that's why a lot of people walk around dazed and confused and they're not really living up to their highest potential. It's because they're consuming lots of fluoride and absorbing a lot of fluoride on their skin. Uh, they've also found lots of trace pharmaceuticals in drinking water uh, because of the way that things are just thrown out and sort of leaked into um, our ecological system. Um, a lot of mainstream drinking water has remnants of pharmaceuticals. They've actually tested people who were drinking just tap water and finding 
you know, heavy loads of these pharmaceutical drugs that they weren't actually consuming in their systems. Uh, so if you really think about just like your long-term health, when you're consuming things that you're not intending to consume long-term, it could be extraordinarily detrimental. And I mean, we see a rise in so many diseases. We see rises in depression and anxiety and so many things. And I'm not saying that it all comes down to our water, um, but water does play a really big part in it. Um, and on top of that, water is a living, it's living, you know, it, it has molecules in it. Um, it could be, you know, negatively charged, positively charged. So it's really important to work with your water um, and to consume water that's positively charged and that's really serving your body in its highest form. Yeah, it's so sad thinking about, you know, you're taking just a drink of water and then thinking, wow, I'm taking pharmaceuticals, I'm getting mass medicated without even knowing. Um, and like we kept talking about, everyone's like drink two liters. So you're not having just a sip of water. You're having a lot of that water and that's the buildup of the toxins. Right. Um, and if you're having, like you said, any beverages that don't use filtered water, that is like one of the, we spoke about ingredients before. That's a huge ingredient that we should be, um, avoiding if, if it doesn't say filtered water in our drinks, because it needs to be, to me, it's just a given. It needs to be, if it's not put it down, I don't care if it's organic. I don't care that you're using such amazing fruits, vegetables, whatever, but if it's not filtered water, I'm not going near it because it could be filled with bacteria. I could be having parasites. I could be having pharmaceuticals. I could be, who knows what I'm putting inside, right? Yeah. And they found like cancer causing chemicals in a lot of the water, like New York. plastics, plastics, yeah. residues of different chemicals that, you know, could really mess with our cells and our genes and, you know, detrimental effects on our health. So you're right. You know, something as simple as water, you know, people are innocently going for a drink of water, not realizing what they're consuming. But unfortunately, you know, we know enough now, uh, Overall, there's enough information out there to understand that we have to be very wary of just regular tap drinking water. Um, you know, even showering with it or brushing our teeth with it could definitely have a negative effect. And yeah. another thing to mention, since we did mention plastic, so we chose to bottle our drinks in glass. Um, and I think, you know, of course, this, there's things that we can't control. So I don't want people to think that you should be stressed about everything you're consuming, because I think ultimately that will negate any positive health, like thing, healthy things that you're trying to do. But for us, it was important to bottle our beverages in glass because plastics really can disrupt a lot of our hormones. And we see that a lot. You know, I see so many patients that have thyroid issues. You see issues of low testosterone in young men, uh, women with irregular periods. And that, you know, a lot of that comes from the products that we're consuming, especially on a daily basis. Absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, that's awesome that you guys have chosen um, glass. Like I remember back in the days, like when I was, I don't know, maybe eight, nine, like most of the drinks were in glass. Um, mm -hmm. They were in glass, even like Coca-Cola, Sprite, whatever you want to call it, they were in glass bottles. Um, and it's interesting because even if you go and get a glass bottle of that, not that I would recommend it, and then get it out of plastic, it tastes different. It's a totally different drink, right? Um yeah, so I'm so glad that you guys have chosen to do glass because at the moment plastic is, uh, yeah, especially if you leave it out in the sun, if you leave, who knows the processing, like, okay, so yeah, it's maybe in the fridge now, it's not in the sun, but the, to get to the shop, it may have been in a truck that was overheated and then all of the plastic smelted in, right? And you're yeah. drinking the plastic, yep. But something I do want to mention from a brand perspective, because we're dealing with this firsthand, is because you know, just the marketplace has shifted mostly to, to plastics, it is much harder for beverage makers to use glass. You know, it affects 
profit margins, you know, there's more breakage. And if it was something that more brands were using, like you mentioned in the past, everything was in glass, it would be okay because mm -hmm. that would just be the norm. The, norm, the issue yeah. is that now into our glass have so many more challenges because everyone's like, well, just switch to plastic or just switch to this so that your brand could actually survive because there's so many added costs and, and challenges with glass. And so, you know, even if there are brands out there who, you know, would want to use glass, a lot of times it's not an option because it's very hard. I mean, firsthand, it's yeah. very hard uh, to work with glass as a, as a brand creator. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You definitely would have have to go through some obstacles to get the perfect product like you guys have. And it's so amazing that, you know, you're like, you know, we don't care about soft school. Let's just move away. We want to get this to our, you know, to our marketplace. We want to get this there. So that's absolutely amazing. Um, so there's also, you mentioned that you use in some of your drinks, organic monk fruit. Um, and there has been all these things out there. Sweeteners are good. Sweeteners aren't. Monk fruit, stevia, aspartame, all that. And it's just kind of been put into the same basket, right? So it shouldn't be in the same basket in my view. Um, so you use monk fruit. Are you, how is it different to sugar? And why did you decide to use monk fruit? So monk fruit's amazing. Um, it's an ingredient that's been you know used for centuries. It got its name because the monks used to eat it before they'd meditate because they felt that it gave them heightened awareness. So um, originally monk fruit had a lot of medicinal uses that had great benefits for respiratory health, very rich in antioxidants. Um, and the really unique thing about monk fruit is that on its own, it's two to 300 times sweeter than regular sugar, um, yet it contains no sugar, no carbs. Um, it doesn't spike your insulin. Stevia, even though it has no sugar, could still spike your insulin. Monk fruit does not. And they even recommend it for diabetics because it's been shown to help your body balance its own sugar levels. Um, so monk fruit itself is actually a superfood. Um, you know, I always call it a miracle food because it has so many wonderful benefits. It has a great taste. It has a great flavor. Um, and it actually does have medicinal uses. Um, but because alternative sweeteners have become such a big industry over the past decade, they're all sort of clumped together. Um, and that makes it confusing for a consumer to realize, no, 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 monk fruit's actually great. You know, it's not the same as stevia. It's definitely not the same as aspartame. Um, it really is the best, cleanest possible sweetener. Um, and in addition to that, it's actually a superfood that has health benefits. Yeah, so it's it's like two, three in one. That's absolutely amazing. So not only are you adding a little bit of sweetness in your drinks, but you're also giving that um, all those benefits that you mentioned. That's absolutely amazing. So we know that Lorena's favorite drinks is longevity. What is yours, Jonathan? It's honestly so hard for me. I'm asked this question all the time. It's so hard for me to it always changes and, um, you know, there's always a different flavor that I crave at a different part of the day. I'd say overall, if you would average out the amount of each flavor that I consume a year, it would, it would pretty much tally out. It would even out. So I, like I honestly that. do them all. Um, What's your current favorite? Pretty now? much equally. I mean, the liquid gold, the turmeric flavor, I have it right here. Um, I was sipping on it before we started. So I drink a lot of the liquid gold turmeric ginger super tea. Um, and then every night I have the tranquility, but I consume a lot of our beverages. As I always say, I'm our biggest customer. And that's <laughs> that's the best. You should be your number one customer. So yeah. always drinking. You always should be, you should be consuming it hundred percent. If you're not consuming, if it's your product, you're not consuming it. There's something wrong. <laughs> and that's what I always say yeah. a big thing that, you know, my hope is for society is that we become more conscious consumers. And I think that because health and wellness is becoming, you know, a huge industry and it's becoming industrialized and food and beverage has become such a big segment and better for you has become such a big segment. You have a lot of the wrong people getting into the industry for the wrong reasons. 
Um, you know, they're going into it just for the financial gains and just for the financial opportunity. But I always say that, especially with an ingestible, you want to make sure that the intent behind the product is really pure. And something that I do, and I've done this even before we launched our brand, is you know, when I'm buying a product, I love to read about the story. Like I love to take a few minutes and go on the website and read about the founder and read about the story. And when it makes sense, like when it actually aligns and you're like, this founder started the product for the right reason, it makes it so much more appetizing and enjoyable to support that product. And when it doesn't make sense, typically you notice more harmful ingredients in the product and the branding and the message is just not something that you connect with because you know that it wasn't started for the right reasons. And this is an industry where I believe the products that are prevalent should be started for the right reasons. And I think if we all did that, that would change the way that our food industry works mm-hmm. and it would work for the consumers as opposed to just for monetary gain. Yeah, hundred percent. And hopefully we're seeing a little bit of a shift. So hopefully we'll just continue seeing it, especially with businesses like yourself. So how do you go about, you know, living a healthy life and also running a successful business at the same time because it would be a lot you you know uh, running this business i don't know if you're running anything else there's a lot to do there and then also being healthy yourself how do you go about that that's actually a really great question because i mean she'll attest to the fact that before i launched the company i took such 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 careful care of my health and even now i still do but When you start a brand, you don't even realize and wrap your head around how much of your life it's going to consume um, in a really great way. But it really is the hardest possible process to build a brand, especially in a space that's so corporate driven and corporate owned. Um, You know, when you're starting out with limited resources and, you know, everything's on your shoulders. If you're not working, your product and your brand aren't moving forward. So there was a period of time when I don't want to say that I fully forgot about myself because I was still consuming healthy things and I was still exercising, um, but I wasn't maybe getting my labs checked as often as I should, or I wasn't sleeping as much. I wasn't sleeping as much or practicing some of the self-care modalities that I love. Um, And then I realized, I'm like, look, in order for my brand to be as successful as it could be, um, and for me to be able to do this for as long as possible, I really have to fill up my own cup and I have to to take care of myself um, as best as I could. Um, And now I think I have a good balance of it. But I think that when you're on a mission, like both of us are on, of trying to help the masses, that almost becomes the priority. And obviously, you know, we love ourselves and we care about ourselves and we want to take good care of ourselves. But when there's so many people depending on your products for their wellness, sometimes that does, of course, take the priority of getting an extra hour or two of sleep a night or getting a massage, you know, once a month. So I think you have to find a balance. Um, but when you do decide to build a company, it's it's going to be a huge time commitment, and you have to know that going into it. Yeah, and, and how you about yourself, Lorena? Yeah, so for me, it's a little bit different. So I also just became board certified, uh, a board certified physician. So that takes up a lot of my time as well. Um, the one thing that I make a priority for myself personally are the things that I am able to control throughout the day. So for me, that's probably my diet, I would say, just because I know that if I'm fueling myself with proper foods, not a lot of sugar, I'm feeling better and I'm able to help more people. So for me, my diet's really important. I'm someone who practices fasting or intermittent fasting, which I found not only are you saving time, right? Cause you're not sitting there making breakfast in the morning, um, but I'm just a lot more energized and I feel like I'm just on my A game. Something else that I really like to do is end my showers on cold, right? So we're all still showering, but just those last 30 seconds, ending them on cold has so many great health benefits, brings some more circulation to your body, 
energizes you. Um, the one area that I still need to, I think we all probably need to work on is sleep. I think sleep is really important and it's really undervalued. So I'm starting to kind of shift and make that a little bit more of a priority. And then the other thing is movement. For me, I need at least an hour a day. Um, and I think that that really, that really helps too. And just taking care, I think it's important for us to realize that, you know, a lot of us say we don't have time, which I agree. Some people have a lot more on their plate than others, but think about the amount of time that you're spending on your phone, looking at a video, watching TV, you know, find those things that are really important to you and make that time, you know, to really it optimize your health. Absolutely. And something else that I always say is mm. taking care of yourself is a full-time job. And when I say that people often are like, well, we work, we don't have time for that. And what I mean by that is not that it's going to actually take up your full time, but that there's things that you could do throughout your day and, you know, throughout your work day that benefit your wellness. So, you know, when I'm really busy, you know, if I'm in a car or on a train, I'll get my meditation in then. Um, you know, if I'm hopefully with your eyes open, (laughs) (laughs) no, not driving. I mean, if someone's driving, (laughs) my sister's driving or my mom is driving, (laughs) I'll, uh, you know, I'll meditate then. Or if I'm driving, exactly. I'll listen to that podcast, which is your podcast. So I think there's ways to sneak wellness into our day, you know, having a healthy beverage with you, wherever you go or a healthy snack so that you could still focus on your daily priorities, but your body is still being treated in the right way. Yeah. So there's little things that you can always do. Um, little things in a day, you can be busy, but there's, you know, you can eat healthier. Like you said, uh, you can, you can meditate, you can listen to the podcast, you can sleep a little longer just so, because the thing is, is, is like as business owners, the ideas come to you when you're in a state of calm, right? And ideas come. They don't come when you're like fuzzled and when you're doing all these things. Ideas and and, and those awesome things don't come to you. They come to you when you're actually calm and when you're in a state of being. So so those people who say they don't have time to be in a state of being, it's like, well, you don't have time for your business to grow then, you know? Um, so it's, it's interesting because, yeah, I deal with a lot of business individuals and it's like I always tell them, we need to be calm. We need to be um, looking after ourselves because if we want our business to grow, if we want our product, our services to grow, we actually need to grow because if we're not growing, if that's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, whatever, if we're not growing, then our business is not going to grow too. It's going to stagnate it. And a lot of business individuals feel that. That comes to me like, oh, my business is so stagnated. I'm like, yeah, that's because you're stagnated. <laughs> you know, let's put your, let's put you and your business on a detox. <laughs> There's an interesting quote I saw recently, sorry to interrupt, that said, if you don't make time for your health, it'll make time for you. Oh, I like that. You know, and it's, it's kind of a gloomy thought, but it's true. Mm. Um, And I think, you know, we all have to think preventatively. And it's, again, it's like just those little things that we, that we can do uh, really makes a big difference, especially if you want to live a long, healthy life. Yeah. And something I want to mention, because you mentioned that you work with lots of entrepreneurs and a lot of people will tell me like, oh, you know, my thoughts are just blocked or I want to come up with an idea and I can't. I think a big problem is that we're overstimulated. And a lot of times we we always need to be with someone or we always need to be, you know, on our phones looking at what someone is doing. And so there's so much noise in our daily lives. Um, and oftentimes the best ideas will come to you when you're spending alone time. And I think that spending alone time has been so looked down upon. Like if someone is sitting alone at a restaurant, people assume that you know they're lonely or they don't have people to dine with when in reality, that person might just need to, to think something through. And if they were with someone, they wouldn't be able to do that. So I think that we have to destigmatize spending alone time and realize that some of the best experiences and ideas do come to us when we're alone and when we could tap into our intuition. 
hundred percent. I couldn't agree more with that. I love that. So what would be coming to the end of the podcast? Um, what would be some practical tips for the audience to incorporate, to hydrate themselves? I mean, we've given, you've given some absolutely amazing pointers on how to choose a drink that might be good for them, what to look out for, what to um, look for when they, when they see a drink and not to get greenwashed. So what are some practical tips for them to keep hydrated and, and healthy? So I would say definitely something that we both practice is as soon as you wake up, brush your teeth, have a big glass of water. I usually try to have probably a liter before I leave the house, at least because you're setting yourself up for success in the beginning of the day. Yeah. And people forget to hydrate throughout the day, especially when they're busy. And that's why a lot of times somebody might, you know, feel hungry or tired. Um, They're really just dehydrated. So I think that in the morning, if you sort of overhydrate yourself, you then don't have to necessarily think about it as much throughout the day. And you'll typically have more energy and feel better. Um, and then what I always say is just keep a healthy beverage with you everywhere you go. Um, I was known even in college, like I would go to parties and pregames and I would literally have either like one of my healthy teas with me or a big bottle of clean water, just because when you have it there with you, you're gonna make sure that you make the right choice for hydration. You're not going to just settle for something because it's the only thing there. And it'll also remind you to continually hydrate throughout the day. Um, and I also think trying to space out your hydration with your meals um, can help optimize digestion. Um, so I like to drink a lot before I eat. And then I like to drink a lot like an hour or so after a meal. Um, but sometimes during a meal, it's better to just you know focus on the food and then have the beverage either before or after. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, we could do a whole podcast on how to drink properly. It's like <laughs> so much to it. Yeah, and a lot of people are afraid to drink towards the evening times because they're afraid that you know they're going to get up at night and have to use the restroom. I personally still do drink, um, you know, a good amount towards the evening. I'll just try to cut it off maybe like an hour, hour and a half before bed. Uh, this way, you could flush it out of your system. But it is important to go to bed hydrated. You know, you're going to wake up in a much healthier state. Um, if you do make sure that after your last meal, you still are, you know, leaving that circulation system going. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. All right. Well, to finish off, I ask all my guests, as this is the natural health podcast, what is your best kept natural health hack, Jonathan and Lorena? What, what would that be? What would be a hack that you do? I know you've spoken about cold showers. I know you've spoken about drinking water. Is there anything else that you might do throughout the day or once a year that just gets you healthy? So for me, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, and I think it's individualized for everyone as well, because I don't think there's a one size fits all. But for me, I have personally found that fasting has given my body a lot of benefits and not only on a physical level, but I do some longer fast a couple of days. And I find that mentally and spiritually, I'm much more in tune. So I would say I would encourage people to just explore. There's so many different ways of fasting. You can fast for 16 hours and eat for eight, which is very doable because you're sleeping, hopefully at least eight of those hours. Um, and just, you know, check in with yourself and see how you're feeling, not only physically, but mentally, but I found wonders through fasting. Yeah. And I love to fast as well. We typically will also do like a longer fast once a week or every other week. It's about a 36 hour fast. Um, which I found to be extremely beneficial, both physically and mentally. Um, And I would just add detoxing. You know, I think even if you follow the healthiest diet and you take the best possible care of yourself, we're all retoxing on a daily basis due to things that are out of our control. Um, There's many ways to detox. You know, we love infrared saunas, you know, coffee enemas, uh, cold showers. 
I didn't mention the coffee enemas. Family coffee enemas. GMI, but you you gotta do. I love Uh, it. Yeah, cold showers, ice baths. I mean, there's so many ways that we could detox in accessible ways, ways that aren't expensive. You don't have to go to, you know, an expensive month-long retreat. That would be great if you can. And, um, you know, there's many wonderful retreats out there, some that are, you know, super price accessible as well. Um, But there's daily at-home things that we could all do to detox. Um, And I think that in order to prevent disease, it is important to focus on detoxing at least several times throughout the year. Yeah, I absolutely love that. that. That's absolutely amazing. You've given us so much value, so many practical tips, so many things to look out for. Um, you've shared some amazing products that you guys are making um, and shared, you know, why, why to use monk fruit, why to use filtered water and so forth. I absolutely love, love, love um, the podcast and you've, you know, given so much information to the audience in regards to beverages. Uh, I know it sounds so simple. It lends, most people say it's just a drink, but just that little change can have such a huge impact on your health and your hydration levels. So Jonathan and Lorena, thank you so, so much for joining us on Natural Podcast. I really, really do appreciate your time and your knowledge. Pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. You're most welcome. And I'll put down on the show notes, all of your links to your website and your social medias. So if individuals want to get in touch with you, with your company, they're able to do that. Absolutely. And we'll definitely promote the episode on our end as well. When it's ready, if you just want to send us like some links or clips, we'll definitely promote it on our end. Cause I think it was a really great episode that'll help a lot of people. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us at the natural podcast. And remember the missing link between failure and success is your health. Content and information provided here is opinion of Mahela Raguz and is for information purposes only and does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to provide medical advice or take the place of medical advice or any current treatment you're undertaking. Consult your own medical professionals for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the Natural Health Podcast. It is advised that you consult your doctor or healthcare professional in relation to any health concerns you may be having. Mahela Raguz does not take responsibility for any health consequences which occur from a person listening, viewing, or reading this content. And in a Circumstances shall the natural podcast, Mahela Raguz, any guests or contributors to the natural podcast, or any employees, associates, or affiliates of Mahela Raguz be responsible for damages arising from the information provided on the natural podcast. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Please note if you're taking prescription, do not stop your medication or start a new protocol, including but not limited to supplements diet, lifestyle changes without consulting a doctor or healthcare professional. If you or any person has a medical concern, you should consult with your healthcare provider or seek other professional medical advice. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something that you have read or heard on the natural podcast or in any linked materials. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or emergency services immediately. Neither Mahela Raguz nor the publisher of this context takes responsibility for the possible health consequences of any person or persons reading or listening or following the information in educational content.